I would say consistency is king. That's what we're finding out. So anything you can really, and this goes into automation and the follow-ups and the emails and all the pixel stuff, retargeting, figure out consistency in your business. And if you just do that and simplify, you know, kind of put the blinders on a lot of the other moving parts, keep it easy. It's just going to keep your sanity (laughs) in place and it's entrepreneurship's tough. So, you know, anything you can do to kind of focus and stay consistent with that focus is going to win out for sure. Welcome to the Positive Productivity Podcast, episode 601. The Positive Productivity Podcast was created to empower entrepreneurs to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success. I'm your host, Kim Sutton, and if you're ready, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to the Positive Productivity Podcast. This is your host, Kim Sutton, and I am so happy to have you here today, and I'm thrilled to introduce Joe Fear. Joe is the co-host of the Hustle and Flow Chart Podcast, which, by the way, if you haven't listened yet, you have to go listen. Joe and his co-host, Matt, keep me entertained and educated every day of the week as I'm catching up with backlogged episodes. And along with Matt, Joe is also the co-founder of Evergreen Profits. He's passionate about blending digital marketing with podcasting. And as I already said, if you have not subscribed and listened to Hustle and Flowchart, you have to go do it. Like right now, pause us, go subscribe there, and then come back and resume here. But Joe, welcome. I am so happy to be having this chat with you today. Yeah, thank you very much for having me, Kim. That was an awesome little intro there. And I know you are an avid listener, so that is God's honest truth right there. Oh, yeah. Uh, listeners, you have to know that as podcasters, and Joe, I'm sure you feel the same way, but I love hearing feedback from listeners. I mean, there was one day, you may have yeah. already heard the story because we've been at a few of the same events, but I was literally walking through toilet paper aisle. Mm. Part of my mouth, everybody, you know, I don't usually swear, but I was having a shitty day and I was walking through the toilet paper aisle of all aisles and I got a pop or I got a Facebook message from somebody who had just been like marathon listening to the podcast and let me know how much it meant to her and how great she thought it was. And I was like, Wow, my shitty day just went away with the toilet paper and it felt so good. <laughs> and I don't <laughs> have bad days like that very often, but I mean, it was just one of those days and just that simple message. Yeah, this might be like episode 600. I think it's 602. Is it but, not? Uh, that is amazing. Yeah. That's a I, lot. Oh my gosh, Joe, I had this. I, I was going to launch it one day a week or uh-huh. when I launched, it was one day a week. And then I had something possessed me, probably a lack of coffee. Uh-huh. Within the first couple of weeks, it went to seven days a week. <laughs> oh. And then last year, I cut it back down to two, which has been yeah, like one to seven is a little aggressive. <laughs> yeah. Especially, you know, with, you know, all the work you do and the kids you have and all that, and all that just life. Well, it's just uh, quantity versus quality. The quality, yeah. I mean, the guests were awesome, but we weren't able internally to do it as good as we wanted to when we mm-hmm. had so many. Yeah. And that's, I mean, what we started as a one time a week show as well. And then it really was the demand of people wanting to be on our show is what caused us to boost it to two times a week. So now it's Tuesday and Thursday. And yeah, I don't think we'll we'll increase anytime soon because of exactly what you said, because we have so much stuff that happens outside of just that one episode that goes live. 
You know, there's so many ways that we repurpose the content and follow up with every single person that's on the show. So we establish a really good bond relationship with these folks. They usually turn into, you know, advising deals, partnership deals, or just helping them for karma, good karma. It's kind of, it's kind of our our style is, you know, we we always want to establish a good follow up with everything we do. And yeah, I think if we boosted it more than two, at least currently, there's no way we can (laughs) keep the same quality. Oh, absolutely. Well, Joe, for people who don't know you already, would you mind sharing a little bit of your backstory? Because listeners, you know, (laughs) I've climbed, you know, partial mountains, come back down. And then, you know, it's been a constant journey, to say Mm. the least. But I know you've had quite the journey yourself in the entrepreneur space. So would you mind sharing a little bit about that? Of course. Yeah. I didn't come from entrepreneur family and entrepreneurship or anything like that. There were definitely corporate, go to college, go to school, you know, just and, and hustle and grind, walk fast when, you know, look like you're, you're getting stuff done to your boss and all that stuff. And I was just like, okay, okay, I can do that for a little bit. But I learned very quickly that I am not good kept in a box. So be that a cubicle or just, you know, needing to be at some place at a specific time, that's not my choosing. So I quickly realized I need to make something for myself. And my partner and I, Matt Wolf, were luckily working together at the time. This is a time where I had two jobs. I was going to college full time. I was like commuting all around San Diego. And it's a huge county if you've never been here. So I've been I was basically from all corners every maybe three or four times a week. So I was just grinding. But Matt and I, someone gave us the book, you know, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. It was one of the employees at that job. And he was like, you guys seem like you have this bug, this entrepreneurship bug. This book has been really effective. And it was for us. That was our aha moment that got us out of this kind of hourly wage living mindset and moving into more, hey, how do we exponentially increase our income without you know, needing to be time-based? You know, so there's a lot of ways that we can leverage ourselves in different ways not the typical employee thing. So that's sent us on a path to blog, actually. Like the first thing that we got into online was blogging. Matt had more of a finance wealth focused blog because that's his background. And I headed up a site in more of the health space because one of my jobs, my gigs, was actually being like a food sample guy at Whole Foods markets and all these other, you know, natural food places. Ironically, that company is actually was owned by my wife's mom, now my you know mother-in-law. Uh, so I was dating the wife a little, or the the boss for a bit, and uh, <laughs> which was kind of cool. But I, I didn't same, realize that. I had never heard that part. Yeah, I, I haven't really said that too often. <laughs> but, yeah, we're still married, and and it's great. And that company is now sold. But that got me really into like natural foods, organic stuff, and you know, holistic type thing. So that's what that blog was all about. And we learned how to attract traffic. Usually, you know, it was through forum marketing. And then we did a lot of uh, advertising through Google and these things that are not legal anymore by Google standards, but text link ads. So we would sell links on our blogs and we'd make probably a whopping, I don't know, $100 a month. And but so what, we time, realized, what type of time frame was this? 
This was like 2007, 2008, somewhere around there. Okay. So when I started my e-commerce shop in 2005, I think it was, Mm -hmm. it must have been 2007 when I gave one attempt, one attempt to Google AdWords and Mm -hmm. I accidentally spent more than my monthly rent payment in a day. Now, keep in mind, I am in Ohio. I'm not in San Diego. So rent here is a lot (laughs) less than you guys pay out there. But I had no idea what I was doing. I had no and idea. Most people don't. And I, I have never gone back. Mm, and that, I yeah. know that's a mistake. We have a mutual connection. Richie Ote. Hey, Richie. Who's <laughs> like, Kim, I can help you. I can help you. And I'm like, okay, as long as I don't need to touch it, fantastic. But I love yeah. hearing stories like that. I mean, even $100 a month is better than losing 800 in a day when you don't know what you're doing. I hear you. And I've definitely lost. I think everybody with advertising has some kind of story of of spending way more in a short period of time than they ever expected to. Yeah. And not getting any results, maybe like one lead out of it. You're like, wait, what? (laughs) I totally messed that up. So, yeah, the blogging days, that's what like was the catalyst to everything. So everything started with content marketing. And throughout the years, I'll just fast forward and kind of cut to it. But Matt and I had started together as we weren't like official partners, but we were essentially just like side partners in this blogging thing. And we'd always help each other go to all these events. And that's where we established our initial network was, you know, we joined some coaching programs. So we networked there inside this community. And a lot of those relationships are still very tight relationships with our affiliate marketing or other partners that we that we can just bounce ideas around or meet up with. And, you know, their friends became our friends and, you know, our network kind of just organically grew. And still to this day, it's like a lot of those folks have now appeared on our podcast and or we've done some partnership deals with them, whatever it might be. But it's really Cool, because over the year, we've morphed from so many business models from agencies to Matt had his own separate company. I was a video production guy doing launch videos for all these big internet marketing launches for years. Very colorful background. So like we kind of call each other these marketing generalists at this point. And you probably heard on our show is we can kind of talk to anybody in terms of marketing and have like a general idea of where to kind of dive deeper. And I think it just comes from studying so many things, implementing, always experimenting. And our thing is like we always try to somehow teach that to our our subscribers, our listeners, and give some of this best stuff away for free. And the podcast just happens to be now the thing that is the free thing that just is a fully like, hey, here's our best stuff. And yeah, it's kind of how we do things. I love it. And I love marketing generalists. But at the same time, I would love if you and I could have a chat for a little bit about like, I build marketing funnels for clients pretty much all day, every day. And I've had to help many clients overcome the thought that they need to be everywhere. So many people think they need to be on every single platform. And in reality, our ideal clients are not on every single platform, or at least they're not spending their time, their focused attention on every single platform. I can tell you that I have way more profiles than I actively use. Oh, yeah, that's everybody. (laughs) Yeah. And you can tell, I mean, I think I signed up for Snapchat just so I could keep an eye on my kid. To be totally (laughs) honest, I have my profile name. But I think after that initial thought of, yeah, I should be in here to see what he's doing. I don't even think Mm -hmm. I have it on my phone anymore. 
And yeah. I, I gave Periscope a shot when that came out. So I'm on the big ones, but you can tell by looking at any of them, she doesn't spend her time here. <laughs> and that's okay. And I think that it's funny you mentioned that because I'm actually talking with a pretty big name guy, you know, previous client of mine from those launch days who wants our help for monetizing his podcast because that's kind of something we're starting to do more that and growing the traffic. But mainly it's like, hey, how do we actually make money with this thing? And he wants to be on every single channel. And, you know, it's like one of those things and it's always in our minds, too, is like, OK, so let's think 80, 20 here. Where is like we just put 20 percent of our efforts, like what's going to give us the 80 percent results that we seek? And for a lot of folks, it's Facebook uh, or Instagram or maybe if it's more corporate, it's uh, LinkedIn. Like I know that's extremely effective right now. So it's like just just pick a couple things that you could do really well. And then, like you said earlier, with the podcast frequency, <laughs> you know, turn the frequency down a little bit on in terms of the platform so you can actually do them effectively, you know, actually implement effective ads and then follow up effectively as well, since that's where the money's at. Do you think ads are essential for any entrepreneur looking to grow their business right now? No, even though this is an ads guy that's kind of talking, you know, it's a big part of our business. I didn't touch ads for like five years in my business. It was all referral based. It was all based out of that network that I grew, I was telling you, over the years and just giving value. And something that Matt and I still to this day, which we've done since day one, is this consulting for karma thing is just like, hey, we'll hop on a call with you yeah, for you know, 15, 30 minutes or whatever it takes or meet up with you if you're a buddy of ours. But, you know, if there comes a time where there's maybe maybe the help is just becoming a little bit too demanding or they're just calling a little bit too much, it's like, hey, you know, I'm. Totally willing to work with you, but maybe there's some kind of retainer thing or you want to pay for consulting or we partner up on this thing or whatever it might be. And that's, you know, back in the day when I was starting my company, it was completely referral based. And I knew that there were a handful of folks who were really good advocates of what I did at the time. And I just made sure that I always gave them a good product. My results, you know, were very clear. And my name got passed around. So referrals, I would say, is the number one way to start out. And honestly, most companies just stay that way, too. That's how I get all my business is referrals. And I love yeah. it. But at the same time, there's been that concern in the back of my head. Well, I had to be totally honest. For the last year, 99%. I went back to New York for a second. 99% <laughs> of my work has been coming from one client. And that's yeah. a scary place to be in. And I could talk into that too in multiple fronts. So a couple things. So I'm gonna I'm gonna write that down because I don't want to forget that. <laughs> so going back to the traffic thing really quick, there's two things I would suggest, and I wish I did way, way, way sooner when I was a service business doing those videos where it sounds like a similar business where I was kind of like the main person. I was doing a lot of the work. I had a couple contractors, but my overhead was pretty low. And it was all referral based. But at the time, I didn't realize how easy it is and how effective just simple Facebook retargeting. You can even do this on LinkedIn and you know Instagram. But just folks who have visited your website or maybe even a specific page on your website, like your contact form. So, you know, they're like really interested in talking to you. Or maybe it's someone who's actually, you know, completed the contact form. So you're just retargeting people on a thank you page. 
because that's you know the deeper you target, the more effective your ads and that audience should be to maybe have a call with you. So what I would do in the past is, or what I should have done, is just run some simple retargeting ads, kind of showing my brand, my face, maybe some videos to grow more of that trust factor, the know, like, and trust. And then with repetition of just some basic, basic, basic Facebook retargeting ads or LinkedIn if your target market's there, that should be enough to at least get them to be like, oh, yeah, I forgot about Kim. I wanted to give her a ring or maybe we should chat, you know, a little discovery call. So I would have done that. I really wish I did that (laughs) because I would become a little less reliant on referrals then. That is so huge, Joe. Yeah, I hope it helps. (laughs) It's it's effective too. I have chronic idea disorder. So like I have to be really mindful when when ideas like this come my way because I could easily mm. drop everything that I have on my agenda for this afternoon. Okay. Of that. that is so amazing though. Yeah, I want to hear number two. Okay. Yeah. And and just write them down. Or you have a recording, so <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm <laughs> you writing don't need them to down. Jump on it. They'll be put yeah. in the bucket. Good. Yeah. And then the other one is a hundred percent grow that email list. And I believe you're already doing that. Mm. But, you know, it's not only grow the list, which I was doing at the time, but I was not following up with them on a consistent basis, at least weekly, mm-hmm. to just give value and show some of the cool stuff that, you know, we're doing, experimenting with, who we're talking to, who we're working with. You know, not a pitchy thing at all. Everything we do in any of our ads or emails, it's we're usually teaching something, even though we we almost email daily, which sounds like a lot, but people legitimately have asked for it. <laughs> when we go down in frequency, they're like, hey, I love your emails. But it's because we're always teaching in there. There's always a nugget. Even even our sponsorships on our podcast are starting to, you know, because we just started taking on sponsorships. We're always putting a little bit of like a, a mini tutorial in there, even if it's like a minute long tutorial. So emails are the same exact way. I would Definitely figure out a good follow-up system or schedule for your emails. So ads and emails are the two things I would do because that's in your control. Those are buckets that you can follow up with whenever you want. Uh, I want to throw something else in there if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, The thank you page for the opt-in. I have seen so many people who just forget about their thank you page. And Mm -hmm. all it says is thank you. You know, check your email in a moment. It's like, hello, that's prime real estate. Yeah. You can easily get an upsell on there or invite them to your, you know, your private Facebook group or do so many other things. Get them to subscribe to your podcast or your blog. Mm-hmm. That's just such a huge opportunity. And then I don't know about you, Joe, but I hit 404 pages left and right. Mm. On your, your own website? Or no, just not on my up. own. I just, <laughs> I'll be typing really fast uh-huh. and I'll, type the wrong slug or whatever. Yeah. And and I wind up on 404 pages all the time that say, oops, yeah. you know, this page is no good. And that was a early change that I did on my own site was I'm now using mm-hmm. my 404 page as a huge marketing opportunity for other products. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah. We've done that as well. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not hard to do. Well, it wasn't hard for me to do, but I know there's a lot of <laughs> listeners who aren't as tech savvy. But there's yeah. listeners in the show notes. I'll put a, a link if you have WordPress. It's an awesome 404 page plugin that lets you design your own. And it, it, I think it was even free, which I love. Uh-huh. But yeah, it just made it so easy. But actually, that has to go on my list too because it needs to be updated. 
<laughs> yeah, no, that's a that's a good one. And that's just kind of, yeah, you're just covering your basis. And any opportunity you can bring someone into your email list is a good thing. Mm-hmm. It's good for them. You brought up the whole 99% is on one client. That's similar to this reinvention we're kind of going through right now, which I mentioned before we started recording is, you know, if you put in, and I know it's not on purpose, I'm, well, I'm, typically that's not on purpose because I've done this before. Like in my service days, sometimes my whole monthly income would be on 100% one client, you know, just taking, because we didn't do a bunch of projects at once. It was maybe like two or three per month. And one of them were probably like 80% or plus of the income because it was a big project. So it's being mindful. That's why it's important to have control of follow up so you can then, you know, offer other services or maybe there's some kind of recurring element to it that you could bring in there. But with our business, I'll just give you a, a quick example is we were very heavily dominant in affiliate marketing and still still is uh, still are. But as our main driver of income, that's a little scary because it's controlled by someone else. It's an affiliate product, so we have no control other than the marketing we can do prior to a sale. But, you know, if a page changes its pricing model or its copy and starts kind of tweaking a bunch of things, conversions can completely dump, (laughs) you know, just fall, which happened semi-recently for us on actually a couple of products, a handful of products that we felt like almost immediately (laughs) and we're like okay that's not a good structure to a business is being reliant because we were for a while a good 80 percent of our income was coming through affiliate income and it's i can relate that similar to client income because you're not totally in control of a client either you could be doing great work and then the next week they could just fire you because they hired a marketing manager that has their own team and they'll just take all your processes, mm-hmm. which has happened to us multiple times. <laughs> That's what got us out of the agency work, actually. So there's a lot of things you should always think of, of how to control your income in some way. And the way we're pivoting, so maybe you can take some ideas from this, we're and you're seeing this on our podcast is we have our newsletter, this physical newsletter, but we also have a membership site. This is just like a bundle thing. And that's a recurring income of ours. It's only 15 bucks a month. I think it's the max rate. And that gives access to all sorts of things. But the intention there was it's monthly recurring income now. And it's not a lot, but we're going for micro continuity, which, you know, we can give an immense amount of value for just $15 a month. And it's been working very well and it's growing, you know, we're adding maybe five new people to that every day. We have some ideas on how to actually exponentially grow that. We're trying to sprint to a thousand. But now that opens up opportunities for sponsorships. You know, we can we can do affiliate marketing within there, too. Mm -hmm. So it's it's kind of like a layered approach we're starting to do now. But with like we want to control some of that income as well. And that all, it's all kind of repurposed from our podcast, which is also cool. So it's not a lot of extra work. I wanted to take a quick break from today's episode and ask you if you need to take a break from your business. Maybe you're working too many hours. Maybe you're trying to work on too many things. Maybe you have too many clients who just really aren't aligned with your greater purpose. If this sounds like you, I want to offer you an opportunity to join the Positive Productivity Pod, my monthly mentorship and coaching community. 
For only a dollar, you can jump in, get started, and enjoy 10 days in the community where you will meet so many awesome entrepreneurs. And then twice a month, you'll be able to hop on a live call with all of us and get the feedback that you need in that very moment for your business. If you're interested in starting today for only a dollar, head on over to thekimsutton.com forward slash pod to get started. Well, I just want to share, and then I have a question. The majority of, or all that work was coming in through a mutual connection who I won't name, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, we'll be at the same event in a couple of months, mm-hmm. but I've been white labeling. Mm, nice. Yes, which is fantastic. It's consistent income because there's always new clients coming in. But should anything ever happen to that client, there goes that lead source. Yeah. And I I am a naturally positive person, but I also have to be real. And sure. I can't just let my well run dry. And then I was thinking, you know, I was doing funnels before I started working with this client. So why aren't I trying to build my own packages? Mm-hmm. Or not even trying. Why aren't I? Yeah. And you can use a lot of what you've done really well with that client. And, you know, you can create some templates out of those things. Uh, Obviously, if it's their IP, you want to make sure you're not ripping anybody off and getting their approval and all that stuff, putting your own spin on things. Mm -hmm. But you can use this time as like a the way that we framed our agency days. And we did this for, you know, probably a handful of years together, Matt and I. And then I worked myself, you know, with the video stuff personally. I kind of related to getting paid to learn a little bit because you're seeing the back end of all of what's kind of working right now. You're getting paid to work with new people, so new connections as well. There's just a lot of ways that you can frame agency life or even working, you know, 99% of your income is coming from one source you can frame that into a positive thing and make sure that you can pull out the assets that you can use to then, okay, let's be real as well, have a foundation, but still know that you're getting paid to kind of do that work for yourself. You can repurpose a lot of that stuff for your own foundation outside of just that client work, if that makes sense. Oh, that absolutely makes sense. Cool. Yeah. We literally took our client business. We were a content marketing agency for a bit and, and this is just a, a real story, again, case study of uh, we're doing amazing work for this is a brain center. They're paying us about $5,000 a month to create all their content, increase their leads, and um, just do some general kind of online optimizations on their website. And we're crushing it. I think we increased their leads like 5x or something within a few months. And these leads are like, you know, traumatic brain injury type leads. So they're very, very valuable. And and they ended up firing us because they hired that marketing manager and they had their own team. And, and they're like, okay, cool. We're just going to do this with our own people and bring it in-house. You guys did great work. Bye. That was your last month. And we saw that. And then we saw another one kind of starting to go that direction and then that's when we we're just like, okay, so <laughs> we can make exponentially more money if we did this for ourselves. if we did this with affiliate products. And then we would get, you know, 50% of, could be a recurring product, so like a SaaS software type product. And our market's marketing type people, you know, business owners, so there's a lot of tools out there to get behind that have either a, you know, 50% commission 
could give us two to three hundred dollars per sale. So we're like, cool, okay. So <laughs> doesn't take a lot of those sales if we could figure out this content marketing thing just for ourselves. So we took a lot of that stuff that we did for clients and then applied it to our own business for affiliate marketing. And then that kind of morphed into really the business we have right now that led to the podcast. Cause we're like, oh, content marketing is really effective if it starts with our voices. <laughs> so we don't have to write so much. Right. And then we can repurpose it like crazy into blog posts, transcripts and ads, and then now products even. So it's, yeah, it's it's interesting, but that's kind of the evolution, actually. That was the catalyst of us, you know, getting fired and, and you know, $5,000 almost immediately dropping, you know, that recurring. And yeah, that's that's real stuff right there. And, and then, you know, fast forward to semi-recently here is when that whole affiliate kind of shakeup, you know, a few pages got changed. So then our income dropped in that regard. So it's that's causing like another reinvention a little bit, refocus of our business. I think it's all for the better though, because it's allowing us to be a stronger company at the end of the day. I love that you are building your membership platform and your newsletter. I am curious, and this is such a nosy question, but I'm a curious mm -hmm. person. How did you decide on the price of 15? It's interesting because we started this newsletter like three years ago and we actually did 13 months of it and then stopped it. People loved it, but we had a hard time scaling it. And we started that price at about 50 bucks a month, I think it was, maybe it's 39, and got up to as high as $99 a month. And that thing, I mean, we gave them solid content, still, still do, but it was different kind of form. Yeah, it was all unique content written by Matt and I. We spent a lot of time on it. We did monthly calls, had a membership thing, worked really well. But then, you know, someone drops at $99 and we kind of hit a ceiling on scaling it. So it was really tough at that price point for us. And, you know, someone drops or a handful of people drop, you really start feeling it <laughs> in right. your monthly income. So we've always been interested in this micro continuity. And that's, you know, anything from like 10 bucks to maybe $20. I mean, think like Netflix, right. that kind of models. That's really a micro continuity. It's like if you bring in 500 people and a few people drop that month, you're not going to feel it. Mm -hmm. And you have the ability to then run some free trials. Like we're right now starting to experiment with some trial offers to get people in the door. Retention we've noticed so far is much higher. And the sheer numbers, you know, we're kind of starting to see each other, our company as a media company rather than a direct marketing company or education company, whatever you want to call it. So it's a new audience that we can now kind of run the numbers and figure out, okay, so our conversions on a an insert for an affiliate offer will give us X. I actually don't know what off the top of my head right now. Matt, Matt was actually running those numbers. But we know to a science, more or less, like, okay, well, we'll back out this kind of math because of this number of people reading this every month. And then there's an opportunity for sponsorships. So we are now starting to sell certain sponsorship packages. And one of those is an insert in mentions in our newsletter. So more money is made there. It doesn't necessarily need to be made by the actual customer themselves. Right. So it... Well, I just did the math here. I mean, 500 people at $15 a month, that's, that's $7,500. That's, mm -hmm. that's a healthy, that's a healthy yeah. amount. So the reason why I was asking was because I'm actually 
I have the positive productivity pod and late 2017, I was working on building out this grand membership site on WordPress. And I was, Joe, I was literally like an hour or two from being finished. I had to go across country to go to a conference. Couldn't finish it while I was there. Got home and all my websites had been hacked and not just hacked, but deleted. Oh my God. Yeah. So I lost it all because the backups long story. There's a whole episode about that. People I'll put the link in the show notes, Mm -hmm. but I never went back to it because I had so many other things. I mean, when you lose all your podcast content that you've been, I mean, that's driving the traffic. That's what you need to focus on is getting that back up and your blogs back up. So that's what I was focusing on. But in January of this year, I was scrolling on Instagram, which I really don't do a lot, but I saw an ad join this community for six (laughs) to seven figure entrepreneurs for a dollar for 10 days or something like that. And I was like, eh, really? How much is it? How much is it really going to be? Or how good is it really going to be for a dollar? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Signed up and it blew my mind. There you go. I don't even want to give away how it's hosted. Let's just say it did not require a WordPress site. Uh-huh. Okay. I just got to share. It's in Slack. It's in a free Slack setup for the owners. They've got 1,100 people in there and it's $147 a month. There you go. Yeah, so all it required is the e-commerce setup. They do some ads, and the whole thing is on a free Slack. Mm-hmm. And they're making like 167 or $160,000 a month off of this. It's a couple <laughs> years old, but I'm like, yeah. that's where I, why I was sort of curious, because I've been going back and forth with pricing for mm-hmm. my own program. And I was like, hmm. You know, because I've wondered, yeah. should I charge more? Should I charge less? I'm still trying to find that sweet spot for my people. Yeah. And it depends on what your offer is, for sure. So if it's a service, I wouldn't do this at all, of course. Oh, no, this is purely like a member community with two monthly calls. So no service okay. provided. But this was like one of my ways of, you know, spreading my eggs across multiple baskets. Smart. Yeah. No, I think that would be really good is figuring out your whatever your time investment is on there. You know, with the personal touch, you definitely have the ability to charge more. But at the same time, if you go for scale, which we are in our personal touch comes in the form of our forum, our community in there, mm-hmm. where we answer questions and all that stuff. And then also we have a monthly call, which is kind of like a what's working now call. And there's a Q&A on there as well. Those are our two like personal touch points for this community. And yeah, but saying that there's only really a call is the hour commitment or so, you know, an hour, hour and a half, whatever it's going to be there. And then also the time that we check in into our community to answer questions that maybe takes us, I don't know, 30 minutes every couple of days. And, you know, we also have, once you get that community kind of cranking, then a lot of those folks will kind of do the answering for you, which is really cool. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I know because the owners of this community are very active Mm-hmm. I've had a couple one-on-one calls. Just I actually host a mastermind in that group now. But mm, nice. I found out it's two-year-old community. They didn't start at that high of a price, that high of an investment every month. But as the community grew, they realized there was just so much value in there. So they started lower, and you know they can be serving at a, such a high level now yeah. because the community is answering the questions. There you go. To do that, you got to almost foster the community a little bit. Mm -hmm. So what we do is, yeah, we'll always send a weekly email out 
to uh, highlight some of the topics that are going on really well, some new training in there. We're always trying to get them to log in. And that's a that's the hardest of, part. And then, yeah, and that's where we we're actually talking about retention yesterday. Matt and I is, you know, for this free trial, especially and we're going to go for anybody with who signs up. We'll have kind of a mini sequence. Maybe it's four emails that are dripped out over the first week and a half or so. And those are just highlighting the main benefits of being a part of the membership. And yeah, each one is directing them to specific things. Maybe they're different threads or different training that we're just stoked about. And the idea is to link those all up so they can actually click in there. <laughs> you know, were you reading actually- my my morning brain dump? I mean, seriously, <laughs> that was on my list because that's what I'm experiencing myself is just getting them to log in, get them engaged, get them to fully recognize the value of the community. So it was on my list for today. Write the welcome yeah. series of emails because it's a dollar. My community is following this other community's yeah. model of a dollar for the first 10 days. And I do yeah. that in case listeners are wondering, I do the dollar because with the systems that I'm using, I need to get their credit card number up front yeah. yep. so that after the 10 days, I've already got their credit card. Because if they don't jump in, if they don't get engaged, I've been there before where I've signed up for like a dollar for the first month. I never go in mm-hmm. and then I get hit with like the $90 charge. Yeah. And that's not good for anybody. Well, actually, this was Laura Roder's program and I have to give her a big shout out for this. This was like five years ago. You know, I didn't log in for the first 30 days and then I got the $90 charge. So I was like, oh, I guess I paid for it now. I better go in. And then I realized how much I loved it. Uh, and I ended up staying for another year. See, you're a good customer because most people, or not, I don't want to say most, but, you know, there's definitely a percentage of folks who would be like, ah, I didn't authorize this. Or, you know, and then your support blows up. Actually, I put it right on my sales page. I was like, that's good. Uh, no refunds. <laughs> we have better that's things good. to do than refund your money. So it's your responsibility to log in. And if you want to cancel, do it before your your charge date. Yeah. And that's fair. And then we do the same thing. We have everybody agree to terms. It's very clearly stated, you know, no refunds. And it's pretty obvious why. It's already cheap enough and we're sending something to you physically in the mail as well. And that's the one thing is is getting support dialed in, you know, when you go to scale. That is the thing we're dealing with now is coming up with like a good knowledge base, like an FAQ list of all the common stuff common questions, macros for support as well. So there is that element when you're doing something at like a micro continuity. Yeah, if you go to like the $99 mark, then yeah, I mean, either way, it's just making sure it supports dialed in is going to be essential for you there. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I even had to think about what inbox are support requests going to because it's never been anything that we really had to address before. So Mm -hmm. setting up the new support email, because I don't want Mm -hmm. everybody like emailing my I do my best. This is one of those little um, OCD things of mine. I'm, I'm not OCD on many things at all. If you know me, you're laughing because you know that's the truth. But um, <laughs> like, I like to keep my inbox to less than 50. Nice. Yeah. You know, on the primary page. So I don't want support emails clogging me up. Sure. I know that you, you and Matt travel a bit. You have a lot going on. There's some life changes coming in a positive way. But what helps you like what systems or tools in particular really help you keep your business going when you are not in front of whatever device you mm. use yeah yeah our computers uh, ideally we want to be away from computers mostly because 
we find that all of our money is made talking to people face to face or on phone calls or whatever, collaborating. So the tools that we use, I mean, she's not a tool, but uh, we do have an operations manager. So she holds down the fort, like all the operations. She's our go-to gal, Shannon, and she's awesome. But at the same time, we use this tool called Notion, which is our, I guess called the CRM, but it also has a lot of our procedures and docs and stuff like that. We've tried Asana and all that stuff, but we just find that mainly Shannon that's managing it. So she kind of chose Notion. So it's a really cool tool. I think there's a bunch of free features that you could just check out as well. And then um, we live on Slack. So that's all of our communication. We don't go through email because like you said, I mean, we don't want to bog down our inboxes. Things get lost and Slack is, you know, it's on our phones. We can easily get back to everybody on the team when we're away. And uh, email. I mean, I would say email. We use Active Campaign mainly. A little bit of drip as well, but it, we're kind of going to move away to, <laughs> from that. And so that's going to help us. You know, that helps us already because we have a content calendar, marketing calendar. So almost every single day, typically not Sundays, has an email going out and you know those can be pre-loaded if we're ever gone and yeah How those do you just, write them are you batching them in advance or do you or matt write them on a daily basis matt is mainly the one that writes the emails and he typically does batch he batches to an extent some of them we can't because they're like podcast type things and we have to wait till the page is loaded and that can get a little funky because we always send out podcast emails as well but Definitely, uh, we try to get ahead of them by at least a week or two, yeah. and then we can load them up and and essentially have our promos lined out. Everything is slotted out there, which is really helpful. It's just good on the brain <laughs> and in the business to stay stay consistent. That's how we're doing the podcast too. I love to automate anything that I can. It's yeah. come back to try to bite me a couple times. <laughs> For example, yeah. I, mean, I will preload Instagram when I'm doing when I'm being good about Instagram, which I haven't been for the last mm. week. But my Pinterest is also preloaded. I use Tailwind for both of those. I love okay. Tailwind. But I've had clients be like, are you listening to me? I saw that you just <laughs> you just Instagrammed. And I'm like, oh, no, that was pre-scheduled. <laughs> and then, oh, you can yeah. do that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Here's my here's my affiliate link. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a lot of magic and automation. So we're a huge fan of that for sure. Yeah. Well, I'm horrible with my thumbs on my phone anyway. So yeah. nobody needs my Instagram captions that come on <laughs> my phone at all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Joe, this has been amazing. Listeners, I just want to share again that you've got to go listen, subscribe, rate, review, all that awesome stuff to Hustle and Flowchart, my podcast, which will be in the show notes, which you can find at thekimsutton.com forward slash PP601. I can't believe that I've made it this many episodes. But Joe, That's awesome. thank you so much for coming on today. Where are the best places to connect with you online and just get to know more about what you do? Yeah. So you mentioned the Hustle and Flowchart podcast. That's awesome. You know, you're going to get two episodes a week from us there. So just Google Hustle and Flowchart or you can uh, go to hustleandflowchart.com and check it out. We also did put a page together for you at hustleandflowchart.com slash positive. And that is basically going to give you if you're if you're interested in all this marketing stuff, there's actually a 30 day trial free trial on that whole letter stuff that we were talking about the membership. So if that actually resonated all this funky marketing talk, 
that could be a, a good thing for you guys to check out as well. Awesome. And that link, if you are trying not to burn dinner or don't want to fall off the elliptical, that link will also be in the show notes. Awesome. That's so generous of you. Thank you so much. Of course. No, thank you very much for the time here, Kim. This is fun. Oh, you're so welcome. Joe, do you have a parting piece of advice or a golden nugget that you could share with listeners? I would say consistency is king. That's what we're finding out. So anything you can really, and this goes into automation and the follow-ups and the emails and all the pixel stuff, retargeting, figure out consistency in your business. And if you just do that and simplify, you know, kind of put the blinders on a lot of the other moving parts, keep it easy. It's just going to keep your sanity (laughs) in place and it's entrepreneurship's tough. So, you know, anything you can do to kind of focus and stay consistent with that focus is going to win out for sure. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Positive Productivity Podcast. When I'm not podcasting, I'm supporting six to seven figure business coaches with their marketing automation and entrepreneurs like you through my coaching and mastermind programs. I want to invite you to visit thekimsutton.com to learn how I can help you take your business to the next level. 